The starfish dragged you down to the bottom of the abyss, and you're just double shark-heading your way back to the surface. I wanted to make a movie for myself, not the audience. I'm like, oh, mission accomplished. Give me a percentage of how much of this was watched on your phone on the shitter. Pretty good. Like, terrible, but not bad. The reason that sharks can't come on land isn't because they don't have arms. This wannabe highbrow shit, it it doesn't work for Eugene. Because this movie bent me over and had me right in the rusty sheriff's badge. So I go up into their room, and it is just... Dude, it is... It is decimated. Decimated. And I, like, I understand kids and you're playing with toys and shit's gonna get everywhere. I don't even care about, if, if I'd walk in there and there'd just be toys all over the place, I wouldn't even, I'd just be like, okay, clean up your room. But they take laundry and just throw it around the room. And, and, and there, there's, a uh, sheets and shit in, in, uh, tubs in the closet. And there's, uh, costumes for Halloween that are in tubs, in storage, in their closet. Don't mess with them. They get them out and just throw them all over the room. Clean clothes. Why? I don't fucking know! <laughs> but I... I it, so it did, just, did it, they have to just, clean it up, or I'm guessing they had to get to school, so you had to clean it up, right? Oh, fuck that. I'm not cleaning it up. I, the reason I went up there is because, oh, I can't find my library book, and today's library day, and we gotta find... Uh, books! Everywhere! Like, they just rip them off the shelves and throw them around the room. Why? I... Well, it wasn't me. Well, it wasn't me. Uh-huh. No, nobody did it. it. It was a... We had a hurricane in here last night. Furious. Um, and and you're, through all of this, how was your wife handling this chaos? Oh, no, she was getting ready to leave. She Downstairs, I could hear her go, yeah, that's what they do. I was like... <laughs> oh, I... Oh, they got an earful this morning. I sat them on the couch and chewed their asses out. Because the YouTube, again, we come back to the YouTube. I told them no YouTube for the rest of the year. That was two months ago. Now it's January. They, I gave them a little bit of YouTube yesterday. And it, already I was getting attitude. Just after an hour of YouTube, I was getting attitude. And now this room situation? Oh, no. We're done. Oh, it's done. I told them I'm taking, forget YouTube. We're taking away TV. I said, I'm going to take away all your toys. I'm going to take away everything. You all can sit in your bedroom with books. That's it. <laughs> Because and what, <laughs> oh, I was like, this shit is going to stop. I, I just said crap, but yeah. this is going to stop. It's it's insane. I Like if like I said, if it was just their toys, I wouldn't care. But it's not. It's literally pulling clothes out of their dresser and throwing it around the room. Why? Yeah. <sighs> uh. <laughs> oh, I would have got my ass beat so hard if I did that when I was oh. their age. Oh, just just red ass for a week. Yeah. I would have never, I, I mean, I never did anything like that. I remember one time, um, I had a, a, um, oh, a aircraft carrier on, on, like on the, uh, the love seat in the living room where I had my action figures and everything set up and my jets and everything like this is an aircraft carrier. Ha ha. And dad was like, you should put that away. And I'm like, ah, I, I did all this. I set this all up and, it, you know, and he, he just took it and just flipped it over and just, my crap went everywhere. <laughs> I got in trouble for. I mean, that was that was me being disobedient. Yeah, back then. Yeah, but, I know. I. But, and then I had to clean that mess up. And I, I remember even my mom was like, which my mom would side with my dad for anything and everything. But even that time, she was like, oh, 
honey, calm down, please. No. Well, I... <laughs> Which was a rare occurrence. Yeah. Well, uh, I, but, I remember but for, plenty of times of you and me getting in trouble as kids for messy stuff. Uh, just nothing like this. Just nothing like this. Yeah. It, yeah. Oh, I get it. Kids will be kids and all that, but... I just... Nonsense. But again, I, the... I, I have to start doing something drastic to get him to listen to me, because... It is the unsafe stuff where he's going to fucking die if he does not listen to me. I'm talking, you know, he's lucky that the coffee spilled one way. If it had spilled towards him, he'd have, he'd be burned. It was straight out yeah. of the pot, you know? He- Which means he would have probably had to stay at home from school. Uh, go, maybe go to the doctor, get some kind of ointment or something. Uh. I mean, it, it, and, and the same thing with traffic or when I'm walking him home from school, stand up. He goes, blah, and rolls around on the ground. Oh, why? I, oh, it, it's, it's defiance and, and testing the limits of what you can. Oh, he learned a line today because he was, he was scared. Dad's yelling went to a different level where it was like, oh <laughs> shit, the old man's pissed. So, so the TV, so do they know at this point the TV is gone? That's done. Oh, they're not doing, they're not playing with toys until that room is cleaned. And I mean everything put away. I was so pissed off. Uh, you expect me to find your library book in this garbage pile? It looked like a landfill, dude. A landfill. And and uh, uh, so unnecessary. And clothes just strewn around there. And they ripped the sheets off the bed. All the time. Why do you do this? There's no... And so all of this was after... The previous yeah. awfulness in the base. Oh, and the downstairs. Oh, <laughs> dude, I was, I, I was like, I wanted to, I didn't say it, but I wanted to look at him and go, fuck your library book. That's what I wanted to say. <laughs> Eat shit. I don't care if it's library day. Go get in trouble for it. It's your own. Yeah. Okay. What's the name of the book? I don't remember. I yep. <laughs> go to school. Goodbye. I will look, you will look for it later because yeah. I'm not doing it. I'm. So did they w- go to school with tails tucked between their legs? Oh, and you know what? Pretty... I, I didn't even tell them that they have to sit in the living room until it's time for school. And they sat on that couch, dead silent, with no TV or nothing for ten straight minutes. That's awesome. That's, that, that, so they that, knew. That's how much they knew that I was furious. And Addie was already gone, I'm sure. Uh, she hasn't been here in a, four days or so. She's No. I've, she's got another sibling that was just born on the other side. So she's over there. Okay. Yeah, she would have been gone though. She's out of here before seven. Oh. <laughs> so, so your wife was. So she was already out the door. Well, I'm and gone, trying to so. keep them out of her hair. She's trying to get ready for yeah. work. I'm trying to keep them just just stay out the way. It's not that hard. It's not like my wife is going through the living room or going through their bedrooms. Yeah. You can play with your toys. You can watch TV. Just stay out of the way. They don't like to do that. We like to linger in doorways. We like to stand by the shoe rack and just stare. I- oh, I'm just, just to upset you guys, right? I'm, no, they're, they're just, what's going on here? Or, oh, dad said not to do this. Let's do it. I don't know. I don't know what the reason is, but whatever. Whatever. <laughs> we're going to learn. Oh, we're going to learn. And we're, uh-huh. I'm taking all your shit away until you learn. So that's that. How are you? <laughs> Oh, we actually, oh, Hudson's been sick, like, for weeks now, and it's been either the flu or the head cold or something, and then he's had diarrhea the last couple of days, and we can't send him to school if he's got diarrhea for the past 24 hours, and uh, he, it's been 24 hours, but the stomach is 
still, eh, but I'm like, you're going to school. Go. Done with you in the house. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's not been to that level, your level of chaos, but it's been interesting. I then this morning, like, Hudson's the one that he tests, he tests his limits a lot more with Lucas than he does with us, because he knows that we'll burn the hammer down, but Lucas is a bit more, you know, like, uh, I, I, don't, I hate to say timid, but it, he is, and Hudson's got the weaver blood, woohoo! <laughs> and so he just likes to just do little things that are just, just subtly nasty, passive-aggressive nastiness. That's what Corbin does to Holden, too. Yep. And, oh, it infuriates me. And Lucas is like, hey, hey Hudson, look at this. Picture of this kitty, whatever, because they all love cats. And Hudson will just look up at the ceiling, and Lucas is like, here, look, it's kind of cool. Look down at his food, breakfast. And Lucas is like, okay, and then walks away sad. And, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> Why? Why would you? Why would you be mean like that? That's being mean. Oh, that's the way. Uh, that's the way Corbin is too. He, uh, but he's a little more just straight aggressive. He'll just walk into the room and walk up to his ear and just go, nah, 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 like he. I'm just gonna bug you. I'm just gonna annoy you. And oh, I just wanna just. Oh, it's all I can do. Just to not freak out every time. Like you're being a dick. You're just a dick. <laughs> You're a bully. That's what that's what ticks me off. You're you're a bully. And yeah. He does that. I, you know, I try and make rules for it to be fair for who picks shows when they watch TV and stuff. Same here. He will break yep. every rule, and he doesn't care if I take it away because at least I annoyed Holden. You know. Oh, like yeah. I want I want the remote. Why do you have the remote? I want to hold the remote. I'm like, who gives a crap who holds the remote? Okay, new rule. Uh, whoever holds the remote, the other person gets to pick the show. And in my head, I'm like, ha, fuck you. And yeah. that works for a week. But then to a certain point, he goes, mm, I don't care. I don't care. I'm, I'm just going to either pick stuff that I know will get us in trouble, or I'm going to intentionally pick things that you hate. Or here, you take the... Oh, oh just, just asshole. Just... <laughs> bully. He's a bully. And mm-hmm, I'm going to take your shit away. Uh-huh. I will destroy all of your shit. That's... I've... <laughs> <laughs> not going to have it. You can sit in your room. I won't take your books away. You can sit in your room and read books for the rest of your life. And yeah. someone in have there, fun. you might figure out that you're going to stop doing this. Uh-huh. He's He thinks he's the boss. It's a personality trait because my son has it too. It's a, it's a personality trait. And I would guess that if you trace it all the way back, it's my dad's personality trait. Mm-hmm. Right past, right on down. Yep. <laughs> Skipped me, I think. I... It's ha, anyway. <laughs> movies, movie time. Okay, <laughs> are you ready for the roulette? Ah, uh, yes. Let's please. Okay. Yes. Hi, I'm Eric, and I'm Eugene, and here's the roulette. It's time to spin the wheel of the movie roulette. We dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. Ticket, 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 ticket. Okay. Ah, uh, this week on the roulette, it is. MFKZ up against Sweetheart, and I'm up first. MFKZ, otherwise known as Motherfuckers. And IMDb fucked me on this one, because they say animation, action, comedy. But anywhere else you go, it also throws in sci-fi. So, I forgot I left the damp dog outside. Give me one sec. All right. Literally, one sec. Just, Just... Sorry, I have to bring her in. There's uh, 
the little old lady uh, <laughs> lives next door. I mean, she's really up there in age. Uh, can barely get around, whatnot. But oh, okay. There is a groundhog living under her porch area. That uh huh. That ha- I'm not kidding. That thing has got to be eight years old. It's bigger than my small dogs. It is. It is this. Damn! It is so freaking big. It's unbelievable. And it's right outside of Demi's leash area, so... Bark, 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 The thing just stands up there, and, you know, it comes up to my knee. And, oh, Demi likes to bark at it. Okay. Motherfuckers. Yes, so I hurried up and got this watch before January started because I didn't think it was going to count as a sci-fi. This absolutely would count it as a sci-fi. Angelino is just one of thousands of dead beats living in Dead Meat City. But an otherwise unremarkable scooter accident caused by a beautiful, mysterious stranger is about to transform his uh, life into a waking nightmare. He starts seeing monstrous forms prowling around all over the city. Is he losing his mind, or could an alien invasion really be happening this quite? It's an alien invasion. Very science fiction especially in the second half. And I give this movie a thumbs up. I, I wouldn't go crazy uh, necessarily recommending it to somebody. If, I don't know. You might want to check it out. I thought it was pretty cool. I enjoy it, but it is kind of slow for a half. Uh, and I think it, we could have knocked the runtime down on this one a little bit. But it has some good attitude and good jokes. And then there's some good gore and action in the second half uh, with the men in black coming to try to track down. If I, it's complicated, but I enjoyed it. It was a, a decent, it was well animated. It was well written. I just, eh, it could have been a little, how long is it? Hour 34. This could have been hour 20, hour oh, 15. Okay. So it wasn't excessively long. It just, it felt like, well, eh, there's some stuff in here we could have maybe lost and it would have just picked up the pace a little bit. Uh, but yeah, good comedy and uh, good gore and good sci-fi-ness that I wish would count towards our January sci-fi-a-thon, but it did not. I'll be honest. Okay, Uh, tell me about Sweetheart. Okay, Sweetheart is uh, another Blumhouse production uh, directed by J.D. Dillard, which I believe this might be his directorial... Oh, no, no, he directed uh, Slate, which uh, I actually... Yeah, that was one that we had at the theater in Akron. Mm. Uh, This is uh, certainly better than that. Uh, basically, it's a, a young lady uh, washes ashore on this beach on a small island and very quickly realizes that there is a creature uh, on the island that she has to fend off for the duration of however long she's trapped there. Uh, minor spoiler, a uh, couple other people wash up ashore. That's where the movie dips for me a bit because this lady was a great Actress, what's her name? Uh, Kiersey Clemens. She was really, really good. However, the other two people that show up, mm, the low budget starts to show through with their acting. Eh, not a deal breaker. This, unlike your movie, this is an hour and 22 minutes. That's with the end credits. Th- this was perfect runtime. Like, they, it got in, did its job, got out, roll credits, done. I was never bored. Uh, some of the creature stuff was practical effects, which were, of course, good. Man in suit, but still good. And then there was a couple shots, obviously, of CGI, and I'm like, eh, that's, that's teetering. It's not quite sci-fi, but it's there. It's in that realm. But 
for a roulette, this was good. Uh, other than the, you know, a little bit of dodgy CGI and the two side characters that show, and it's, they're the type of characters that immediately, like within a minute, you don't like them. Mm. It's, they're one of those where like, uh, you're, you're, Gonna be the assholes because the the movie needs a couple assholes. I'm like, ah, come on, Need some fodder. Yes. So now it was interesting. Like when the movie ends, I'm not gonna spoil the ending, but I like how the end credits were done, and it's kind of a pull back shot. And I really liked how it was done. I was expecting something, and that did not happen in the end credits thing. But this was for a roulette. Thumbs up. It's Solid roulette. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure if it would quite get into the top ten, but it's close. Cool. Did you watch it? And it counts for sci- sci-fi. Oh, I watched it uh, this month. Woo-hoo. All right. Alrighty then. Are you ready for the next round? And by the, yes, and it's funny. Like I'm like ah, the sci-fi. I'm like, it says it's sci-fi on IMDb, and I'm like, oh, the creature is. Science fictiony, I guess. I guess if all those asylum movies can be counted as sci-fi, then so can this. Uh, well, the, I mean, it, it's listed on IMDb as sci-fi, so you're good. Yes, yeah. we, we just need one source. Sorry, I'm prepping uh, some of our text messages for later. Okay, coming your way this round. I'm excited. I got you some good shit right here uh, on Netflix. Other life. I had this on the roulette after inventing a drug that induces. Time-compressed virtual realities, young Ren grapples with partner Sam over how to use their powerful creation. This was a fantastic roulette. I know it made my top ten of whatever year I watched it. Uh, And it's one that I really look forward to you watching at some point. Uh, Next up on Canopy is Ape. A freighter peacefully glides the still waters of a soft Pacific night. Their cargo, a recently captured 36-foot ape. A giant fist comes up through the deck, sending sailors sprawling and... In a matter of seconds, the ape attacking primate monster is loose. An American actress arrives in South Korea to appear in a film at the same time. Ape is also arrived and lays waste to the city and continues his march forward, destroying everything in his path. 1976. So I'll bet that's fun. Also on Canopy, The Crow City of Angels. I thought, what the hell? I came around on this movie after rewatching it. I also did not like it when I first watched it in the theater. But upon rewatch, this is like Jaws 2, where if you didn't have the first one that was so awesome, this would be awesome. But you're constantly wanting to compare it to the original. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you go in, I think, with that mindset of a Jaws 2 situation, where just imagine the first one didn't exist, I think you'll quite enjoy this movie. Uh, it's got a couple of good actors in it. Uh, everybody's a good actor. But, uh, the girl, it's an older version of the little girl from the first one. So it does carry over from the first film. Uh, it's violent. It's very R-rated. I, I don't know. I think it's up for, uh, re-evaluation, and I think it counts as a sci-fi movie, in my opinion. So, yeah, there you go. Okay, and, uh, heading your way, we've got a couple movie actually... We've got all movies on Tubi TV. Uh, let's see here. Star Slammer is the first one from 1986. Uh, action, comedy, sci-fi. Two women who have been unjustly confined to a prison planet plot their escape, all the while having to put up with lesbian guards, crazed wardens, and mutant rodents. Directed by Fred Olin Ray. Sounds good to me. Um, 
Next up, <laughs> this one here is a uh, full moon movie from 1993. It's called Arcade. A virtual reality game begins taking over the minds of teenagers. Directed by Albert Payan, and he did uh, some good. He did uh, Cyborg with uh, Van Damme. Hmm. Okay. And I think he did the first Nemesis movie or a couple of the Nemesis movies, which I really liked. Uh, so there you go. And lastly is uh, Prisoners of the Lost Universe. I'm ready. <laughs> Clearly. There it is. 19, yeah, they, ooh, Richard Hatch is in this. 1983. Uh, <laughs> Usually you shouldn't say, ooh, Richard Hatch is in it. You should go, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and John, hey, John Saxon. There you go. Three people are transported into a parallel reality where they find they must use modern technology but medieval weapons in order to save the citizenry from a murderous warlord. Um, well, that sounds good. Uh, that's, yeah. So, um, there you go. There's your... Well, you sold I mean, me on uh, slamming them stars, so I think I'll go slam some ooh, stars. Nice. Oh, I like that. That... Especially Fred Olin Ray. Yeah, that's, there's sure to be I, uh, lesbian prison guard yeah, just fun, I guess. Yeah. Something, yeah. And for me, I am going to, uh, I think this time I'm going to take Other Life. Just You've thrown that my way a couple times. I'm, I need to get that off the list because it's been in my queue forever. So time to watch it, especially this month. Yep, hang with it a little bit. I mean, it's a little bit pacey. I don't want to say slow, but it's a little pacey in the beginning. But in that that second half, man, when they get into the meat of it, it almost is a psychological horror film, in my opinion. Uh, you'll see. When you get to that third act, you'll be like, I mean, holy okay. shit. Uh, I wanted to murder some people. That was hardcore, in my, in my opinion. Uh, okay, sweet. I can't wait to hear what you think of that one. Uh, there you go. Next episode will be Star Slammer up against Other Life. Was Other Life, I'm assuming that was a Netflix original? I want to say so. It's an Australian science fiction thriller film. I don't think so. I think it was just kind of a smaller independent type film. Okay. Let me see about uh, production. Shooting started in Perth in 2015. Lasted five weeks. Uh, The script was originally written with a larger budget in mind. Lucas rewrote it to be smaller and more obviously Australian. Premiered at the Sydney Film Festival, Melbourne Film Festival, San Diego. Wow. Yeah. Uh, damn good movie. Okay, uh, well. Hope you dig it. We shall see. Okay. Are you ready to move on to uh, part one of a January sci fi thon? I'm ready. And I started out my sci-fi-a-thon on vacation. So I was kind of at the mercy of whatever I had there because I wasn't taking shit with me. Uh, but the place where we stayed, they had Netflix and Amazon Prime and, uh, you know, Sling. So yeah, I had some options. But I figured, well, I'll just start with Netflix and see what's on there. And man, I gotta tell you, their, uh, their sci-fi selection is just about as slim as their horror selection. I, I yep. went through their whole sci-fi genre section, and wow, not not much. But uh, it's been I, it's been a couple of years, and I do this every couple of years, just like you with your stupid bullshit. I go, huh? You know, it's been a couple of years. Maybe I should give old Kingdom of the Crystal Skull a spin. 
And I did. And, you know, I gotta say, the further we get away from the release of that film, it's still the least of the Indiana Jones movies by far, but I find more and more to enjoy about it, or at least I find that those certain scenes are really enjoyable, and then we get to the CGI monkeys and shit where it's just, what are you doing? What are you... What, whose idea was this? Who who green-lit this and who green-screened it? Because it looks like ass. Uh, their green screen is so bad in that movie. I, I, I mean, as far as... Oh, you can tell they're just standing on a couple of boxes waving swords mm. when... Oh, yeah, I'm sure you're really on a car. Uh, it just looks so fake. Um, but I, I'm not saying I'm coming around on the movie, really, but I'm coming to hate it less. That's okay. That's how's that? Uh, yeah, I can actually see the some good in there, and I would kind of rather have that movie than not have it, not have any more Indiana Jones. I think I'd rather have a shitty Indiana Jones sequel than none at all. Yeah, that you can revisit every maybe ten years or something like or, that. Or that's every like, three for me, I guess. I and and then I'm like, why am I doing this? But it starts off so strong at Area Fifty One, you know. I, I I'm like, oh yeah, I'm into this, and then. Oh, gophers and, oh, what are you, uh, you know, he pops his head up and looks at him and, and that's how the audience feels the rest of the movie. <laughs> yep. Number one for you. Uh, number one for me now, I think that we did this with, um, oh, was it the horrorathon where if you don't finish a movie, but or if you finish a movie where on day one, it can kind of count, Right. I would de- that depends. Did you watch the last five minutes, or did you? I mean, no, 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 no. I mean, I finished up Star Wars: A New Hope on the first, so it's kind of half and half. Okay, that's it's up to you. I'll I don't. Accept, I don't no, that's really, fine. I'll accept it. Um. So yeah, I I watched A New Hope for the millionth time, uh, and it's. I'm, I'm not going to spend much time on the movies that I've I, that I've we've covered time and time again, but it's great. It's the of course it's the original theatrical version, which in my opinion is the only way to watch this thing anymore. Um, yeah, I know Disney Plus has a crystal clear new 4K release of the 96-ish version. I just don't like it. I don't like the changes. I think they're lame. The CGI is so, so bad at this point. Yep. Like just practical. I'll, I'll go with my old school. So it was great. I thought I, it's not my favorite Star Wars movie, but it's way up there. Cool. Uh, next up for me, I, I think this was on Amazon Prime. Oh, I've been meaning to rewatch that, especially since all the talk we've done about it lately. Terminator 4 Salvation. Uh, mm. So I popped right into that thing, and yeah, it gets better every time I watch it. It's pretty damn entertaining film. I I dig it. And then I saw the cover for Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines, and I was like, nope. Nope, I'm not. I'm not going back down that well. Not 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 going. <laughs> not after I got this good Terminator taste in my mouth. <laughs> uh, so, yep i I continue to enjoy that film. Okay, um, hold on here. Okay, <clears throat> uh, next up for me is next up for me is Starfish. Have you heard of this one? No. You tell my my tone. It's great. Starfish. Uh, oh, uh, see, this is my problem. I, I go onto these horror sites and, like, here's the top ten horror movies of 2019. And some of them, all it takes is a couple that I'm like, ah, I agree. I, that was a great movie. So I'm like, well, if that's the case, what's your number one? Starfish. I'm like, never heard of that before. This sounds awesome. Um, yeah, so I'm like, oh, it's on Amazon Prime. Heck yeah. 
hour 35, 39 minutes of a girl walking around a deserted town looking for cassette tapes because that's what hipsters do is they freaking, they, they do cassette tapes, you know? Yeah. Because it's cool. Yeah. I, I, I hated this movie. <laughs> An aliens invader or something. Something about aliens invading. And then there's more walking around. And I read, I, I was so angry about this movie. Um, just the music choices and it's supposed to be emotional and cause she loved this girl or some bullshit. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, and I'm like, this just, it feels so emo. Like everything about this is pretentious emo to me. And then I read the director was, I think this is one of his first movies. He's like, I wanted to make a movie for myself, not the audience. I'm like, <laughs> mission accomplished. <laughs> mission accomplished. Well done, sir. Well played. Uh, I just feel bad for uh, the lead actress. She's, uh, let's see, uh, Virginia Gardner, which she, I will say this, she is a good actress. She was good in this. Um, but if you want to see her in a good movie, uh, watch the uh, oh, it's a Monster Party, which was fantastic. That's on Shudder. That's a great movie. And I guess she was in Halloween, the newer Halloween movie as well. I don't remember what character she played, but... Um, but yeah, she was also in Starfish. It's science fiction. It's called Starfish because it's emo. Nope. I didn't give it zero, but I wanted to be. I mean, it, it actually, it looked like it was shot on film. So I give it props for that. If it wasn't shot on film, they did a good job making it look like it was. But dear God, was that boring. I mean... 90% on the tomato meter. <laughs> oh, I saw that too. I'm like, okay, well, I'm safe. This is going to be a great... I, I cannot imagine you'd make it more than 30 minutes. It just... Walking around, listening to cassette tape... How does one grieve in the apocalypse? It's a question that festers in A.T. White's directorial debut, like a ticking time... I don't I don't care how one grieves in the apocalypse, because you're going to die. Yeah, you're going to die. It's... it's <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to remember... I mean, I watched it not but a couple days ago. I'm like, what else happened? And I, I don't know. She walked around in her underwear a little bit, I guess. There's that. I... Oh, oh, she has a turtle. She gets a turtle. A little baby turtle from her friend's house or whatever. And that's her, that's her little companion because it's... Oh. <laughs> Back to you. Okay, I'm going to do a short one because the next one will take, too, uh, take a while. Uh, Time Machine from 2002 starring Guy Pierce and other people. Do you remember that one? Yes. I own it on DVD somewhere, but it was popped up on the streaming services uh, services when I was down uh, in Florida, and I was like, "Oh, give me a while count. Why the hell not? Hour and a half, and it's okay. It's still just a weird story, and some of the CGI is dated, but it's weird when you watch something like that from O2 that has a more meager budget, and you can like the CGI is dated, but it's you're you're kind of like that's okay. I I don't I get it. It's dated. It's not that big a deal as opposed to the Indiana Jones one where it's no, that's just fucking bad. You know, it's not used. <laughs> it's not used in a smart manner. Um, I know that, I don't know. It's weird how I'm accepting of it in some instances and others. It's, it pisses me off. Um, it's again, the story itself from HG Wells is weird. So of course the movie's going to be weird. Ah, that's it. Back to you. Um, I also forgot to mention in the, this starfish movie, her name's Aubrey, um, uh, Aubrey, like Aubrey, they say that name so many times in the movie and where she finally says, quit saying, quit saying my name. I'm like, amen, <laughs> quit saying her name. Cause she's got some, 
some scientist guy on the other end of a walkie-talkie or something and Aubrey, don't do this. Oh, my loathing for that movie is boundless. Boundless. (laughs) 90% of the Rotten Tomato. Oh, you fuckers. Okay. um, Next up, Two-Headed Shark shark Attack. Oh, God. Um, So this is on Amazon Prime and um, from... uh, from 2012, which I mean, this is, is over an hour, right? We're, we're, oh yeah, this is this is 85 or 86 uh, minutes, okay. and I'm like, uh, so sometimes on on uh, Amazon Prime, it will just say like 2018, 2018, 2018, but then when you actually go into IMDb or start the movie or whatever, then it's actually a different date. So like in dog years, like this is a pretty old movie for sci-fi slash asylum. You know what okay. I mean? Like yeah. 2012, I'm like, oh boy, like, oh no, this movie is like 50 years old. <laughs> I mean, it's like sci-fi presents an asylum pictures, and I'm like, oh, what, a, oh no, no, no. However, oh shut up, you're not gonna. Get, <laughs> this is coming off a of starfish, so bear that review in mind. <laughs> you're like, at um, least things happen. They're two-headed sharky this, things, but two, yeah, things happen. Actually, I gotta say, this is one of the better. Asylum, if not probably the best Asylum movie that I've seen. I was never bored. Um, Christopher Ray directed this. Son of Fred Olin Ray. So there's your... Give me, give me a percentage uh, of how much of this was watched on your phone on the shitter. <laughs> Actually, this was completely watched on the treadmill. Uh. 100% of it was. But uh, they, the CGI for 2012 Asylum, I'm like, it's not good. But it's not terrible. I'm like, it's not like I'm watching a literally like a little cartoon fishy swimming around. Yeah. This is actual like PlayStation Two, maybe itching close to three. It's not the CGI was actually not that bad. But what I really appreciate about this movie is like they actually looks like there's some money behind this thing to where they are, are on an island. There are some establishing shots, and then I'm like, and then when we actually see the characters running around on this island, like. They are on an island, or at least it was portrayed good enough where I bought into it. All the actors and actresses are just gorgeous, which that's that's actually good for a movie like this. There's there's some TNA, and the obviously all of the gore is fake blood being splashed on people, and then the sharks ripping apart CGI like CGI sharks ripping apart CGI people. But it's not bad. It's it again. I have seen much much worse, uh, but. I gotta say, oh, I was, um, Carmen Electra is in this, and I'm not sure if she utters more than, like, one sentence. Like, well, I mean, is it a cameo, or is she in it most of the... No, she's in most of the movie. I'm like, she's just kind of back in the, like, I'm like, wow, you just paid for the name on that one. But then Brooke Hogan, which is Hulk Hogan's daughter, she's the lead uh, actress, and pretty good. Like, terrible, but not bad. And Charlie O'Connell is in this, and I... I've, I've got to say, like, I'm sure that Charlie O'Connell's got to be... Yeah, it's his brother. Yeah. Jerry's brother. Awesome. Awesome. Um, which is kind of fitting. That's kind of like Joe Estevez being the brother of Emilio. Um, what else here? It's, yeah, I... I mean, when what, it was all that, said and done... That's an F-list cast right there. Yeah, oh, yeah. When it was all said and done, I gave it two and a half stars. Uh, I mean, which you're is, raving about a two and a half star movie right now. I know I am. I'm so I feel. I think because I just got done Man, eviscerating starfish. starfish. I, that's what I'm taking yeah. away from this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you are right. <laughs> Back to you. Unless you want to know like the intricate details of the plot. I of, do not. 
I think uh, I got it all with the title. Okay, next up, uh, let's get into spoiler, 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 episode nine, Rise of Skywalker. Are you ready to do this, sir? Yep. Okay. Uh, We're not going to, this isn't going to take the rest of the episode, right? No, it's not. I'm going to try okay. and be quick about this, and we'll move on. I mean, we, we're way ahead of schedule anyway. Okay. Uh, everybody knows that I love Last Jedi, and I'm trying to leave that out of this review. Uh, I'm trying to leave it out of the conversation that I'm going to have with my buddy who hates that movie at some future point, because I don't want it to be about that. After watching the movie, now that now that I've actually seen the damn thing, I wanted to have the conversation without talking about Last Jedi. Does that make sense? Yes. The, yep. the reason being, and I was all prepared to compare it to that, but the reason I want to have it as a separate conversation is because I 100% fully believe the studio took this away from him, from J.J. Abrams, and edited it down to two hours so they get more showings in. And the reason I believe that is because there are things that he did, things that were, were done in especially like the first half that are technical mistakes that J.J. Abrams just simply does not make. He simply does not do that stuff. And I'm talking about some serious frame-fucking, uh, where scenes end too abruptly and moving on, and uh, things that are set up that are never paid off, uh, that are never addressed again, and it is baffling. It's not a plot hole. It's a missing fucking reel, you know? It's It's baffling to me. So, and there have been rumors now that there, his original cut that he wanted to release was three hours and 12 minutes long. And they, oh, have, that would be great. And they have talked <laughs> that it is coming. And you know what I've said that you could fix everything in this movie with that kind of, with a, with that cut. There are things that are oh, I just, okay, let's look at my list here. Gaping, not just plot holes, just non-existent stuff. Uh, why was Palpatine making Snoke's? Never explained, never talked about, just, I am. Uh, who did, how did Palpatine, how, how did he die and come back? Never explained, we just have that opening crawl where, he's back! Okay. Uh, who were all the people on the Sith planet, in the robes, at the end? Where did they come from? Well, who were they? It never explained who those people are. Where did he get the tens of thousands of people to man all the star, star destroyers? Were they all, they were all just hiding underwater too? Just waiting. I, it, okay. Let's see here. What did Finn want to say to Ray? That right there is proof positive to me that this was taken away from JJ Abrams. He set that up at a couple of points throughout the movie and mm -hmm. never paid it off. Never went anywhere. And we'll, I mean, unless we get a director's cut, we'll never know, because this is the end of that saga. That is just insane. Uh, number six. The awkward-as-fuck interaction between Lando and what's-her-name at the end. What in the hell? That is something that... Uh, there are rumors that there was a... references to Cloud City and more Lando stuff in the first act. Okay, you could have totally set something up there that they took my daughter away. Because that was the plot point they were coming around on with her, right? He goes, let's find out where you're from. And then smiles at her all weird. And because we don't have the setup of what the hell they're talking about, it just comes off as a 65-year-old guy flirting with a 17-year-old kid. Or whatever. It's, yeah. I, uh huh? Very creepy and weird. The way that Leia goes, 
I mean, you, there's a dozen different ways that Leia could have died, and it would have and it been more in service of the story. But instead, the peak one, the number one way they choose to go is, let me strain for a little bit to distract my son for a little bit, and then I'll die. Really? Really? Oh, okay. Uh, that was weird. And then Ray never really picked uh, anybody in her love triangle. It just kind of like, oh, we'll just all hug and be friends now. And then we hug a little too long, and then we kind of look at each other a little bit like, eh, yeah, we all gonna fuck now? I think I think that's what they were alluding to. Maybe, maybe we're just a poly relationship. Uh, I don't know. It was just awkward. Huh? This movie needed to be three hours and 12 minutes long to explain all of the stuff you're setting up. Instead, it Ah, I just, I didn't dislike the film, I enjoyed it, but I feel more baffled and confused. And then if we do want to talk about the whole Last Jedi of it all, the people that hate The Last Jedi and the reasons that they give for hating The Last Jedi, and you're cool with this movie? Because this shit does way more magical shit than Last Jedi. They're teleporting lightsabers and... What? Okay... Another Last Jedi criticism everybody had, where's Knights of Ren? Where are the Knights of Ren? Why don't we have the Knights of Ren? They set that up so much in Force Awakens. No, they didn't. Uh, And then we get nothing. Okay, well, you got your Knights of Ren in this movie. Were you happy and satisfied with that? You got exactly one scene of them where they walked out and Kylo kills the shit out of all of them. Woo! Sure glad we paid that fucking thing off. Uh, But that's not a, again, not a criticism of the movie. That's a criticism of people who criticize Last Jedi for that. Uh... If you know what I'm saying, that that was yeah, a common complaint that I heard. <clears throat> uh, there you go. Now you, you didn't really get to go too spoilery on it. You wanted oh uh, the Kylo Ren of it all. I surprisingly the way that he did that, I had no problem with any of that. That was that was well done. I enjoyed that. The Jedi healing technique. I don't know if that was ever a thing in the books, but it, it's a convenient thing here and whatever. It's fine. Um, I liked, I really liked the little guy that they got to work on 3PO. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Chewie got his medal finally. Um, that was cool. feel like we could have spent a little more time with Chewie at the end of the movie. Again, another, yeah, that was kind of abrupt. Another thing I felt that JJ doesn't really do that. He doesn't really cut these moments short like that, but like I said, those scenes just felt frame fucked. Cut them shorter, cut them shorter, cut them shorter, so we can get more, more theater viewings more. in. But that's just me. I'm. If it is, if it is a, uh, a an instance where I can't imagine they're going to do it, but if it is an instance where Disney actually allows a director's cut of a Star Wars movie, I don't think it'll ever happen. There's, it, it hasn't happened before, other than the Lucas cuts from ninth from the nineties, uh, which those are his preferred versions. But it's like. It just feels like, I don't know, I I would love for Disney to allow Abrams to release a longer cut because it does need it. It needs way more time to breathe. I liked it. I thought it was a blast, but it needed way more time to breathe. It was very, very choppy. And there are some things, too, that I need to rewatch the film in order to address. Maybe maybe they answered it and I just, I, I, I was on vacation. I had some bevs in me, okay? Yeah. Uh, but... Why Why did we need to uh, land space horses on the thing to shoot at the thing? 
why don't we just fly a little bit mm. closer and then shoot at it from there? But instead, we got a space horses to run all the way. I mean, it looked cool, but and it's a cool idea, but it kind of felt. What's the other thing? But JJ does this a lot too. Well, we got to go do the thing. Well, in order to do the thing, we got to get the thing. Oh, you're right. Let's go get the thing. It's over here. Go get the thing to get to the thing. You know, it's constantly MacGuffin. Constantly chase down the thing to get to the thing to get to the. Oh, the knife. We got the knife. Cool. Boy, they put a lot of hopes and prayers into that that wreckage of a Death Star not changing at all. I thought about. I actually thought about that. Like, don't you think that it would the wreckage would eventually start to you know? Yeah. Shift a little bit. Also, but, uh, also like Indiana Jones, you have to be standing at the exact point, at one exact point to know where to see that. You know, you can't just be anywhere on a shoreline and hold your knife up and it lines up. You got to be exactly there. You know, mm-hmm. they're digging in the wrong place. They're digging in the wrong place. You know what I mean? In Raiders, he ha- you, if you were off by an inch, you're not going to find the Well of Souls. This one, eh, eh, just kind of lying it. I whatever. I, I, okay. Yeah, I I think that that well, J.J. Abrams he likes to play. I think likes to play by the rules. So I cannot imagine he's ever going to come out and say you know. Yep, they, you know, Kathleen Kennedy took it away from me and they did their own edit. And this, I mean, I, w- I had my hands in it too, but I didn't want this cut down like this, but it is what it is. I, I bet he's not going to do that. I bet. No, I totally agree that he's not going to do that. But I did read an article. Granted, it was kind of bloggy, uh, but it said that they are batting around release, re-releasing like they did with Avengers, re-releasing it with a few more minutes. And then when it comes out on Blu-ray, they're going to fully release JJ's cut of three hours and 12 minutes. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, yeah, do it. Yeah. Judas, that's what it freaking means. Fact, the, 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 I think one thing that would, that I could see them possibly doing, if they actually do release an extended cut, it would be a good sales promotion for Disney Plus. Like, not gonna be releasing it to Blu-ray or 4K or whatever. The only way you can do this is Disney Plus. That, anyway, that was another I rumor that I heard. Was that it's yeah. ju- it'll be exclusive to Disney Plus. That's fine. That's fine. Yep. I'm okay with that. Yep, because if you get it to a streaming service, then one of our friends who is better at technology will download that shit, and we can get the Blu-ray yep. our own ways. Yep, exactly. Bingo. <laughs> We'd buy it off you, but you just... oh. I know. Uh, yep. But but it's seriously, do, doing... I'm not holding... At this point, I am not willing to hold any of this movie against J.J. Abrams. That's just my core feeling when I came out of it, is I, I feel like this was totally taken away from him. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, like you said, he's not going to come out and say it. Or maybe it will no. take uh, years and years and years. David Ayer finally came out and admitted that Suicide Squad was taken away from him. And as soon as he did that, I was like, okay, I don't blame you for it anymore. Um, whenever they do that, man, does it piss me off? At least release their version of it. It doesn't cost you any extra money to release their version yep. of it. Zack Snyder. <clears throat> well, that one, uh, there might that might cost you some money because there were unfinished uh, special effects. But... For JJ's cut, that was finished. That was done. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that's that's. I mean, is that fair? I feel like that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I I I, all of the things that I have asked about or questioned or even criticized, I feel could have can be completely fixed with oh, there's another minute in the first act that explains this. There's another minute in the first act that explains this, that, and the other thing. And then all these problems go away. But it's it's not like I'm sitting here saying, 
this is what is wrong with this movie and it can't be fixed. It totally can. And I feel like it was stripped. Yeah. I do think it's funny when Finn is uh, yelling. He yells Ray a lot, by the way, in all three of these movies. Yeah. He, he's. And, he, and, and <laughs> even in a, uh, force in both movies, he says, I got to tell you something. In the first two movies, I got to tell you something. Now we're to the third movie. I got to tell you something. And you never fucking, we never find out. What the fuck? <laughs> yep. It's a secret. It's a, it's a Jedi secret. Uh, it damn well um, better not be that that freaking whisper in your ear bullshit. That oh, uh-huh. oh I hate that. And the audience never knows. Oh, isn't it a great mystery? No, no, it's empty and hollow. Uh huh. Um. Oh, but I I do I remember. See if you remember this part where Finn is. Uh, he shows up on Death Star planet. And Ray and and Kylo are having it out on the on the crashed Death Star, and he's just yelling her name, and I, like she's in the middle of a lightsaber battle right now, and you're trying to distract her. Yeah, like, yeah. D- shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was funny when I was watching. I'm like, huh, you're you're kind of a distraction right now. Like, she's got this. She, she got this. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I just thought that was funny. I, I, whenever you see Finn, if Ray is anywhere nearby, it's he is just frantically like Ray. <laughs> and it's it's probably gonna be something. It would be great if it was something really stupid, like really like chocolate chip cookies. Just some stupid. I really do. You need yeah. to wash down there, Ray. Yeah. You need to wash down. <laughs> I don't want to alarm <laughs> you, but I think you need to go Ooh. to the doctor. You need to get checked up. I just, I just got tested. I'm sorry, but you need to I do get think, checked out. <laughs> well, now, what do you think if, like, I don't know, it's almost like, they, like they're really Finn and um, and Poe. They're really close to the point where I'm like, you could have almost broke back mountains that the the end of that thing there. You could have just. They could be the ones hooking up, not anybody with Ray. And in the end, we didn't commit to anything. In the end, we just kind of all looked at each other and and uh, just no, it bring was, it in, guys. Bring it in. Just a big, just big threesome. Time to bend Ray over and make her a wobbly H, I guess. I don't. Oh, oh. just. Yep. Yep. Uh. <laughs> uh. Yeah, that's that's what we come away from. Anyway, there you go. The rise of Skywalker. Was there any groaning in your audience? Because there was groaning in mine. There was no people seemed to be really into like my screen. People were. Clapping I didn't have a problem and, with the Ray explanation of her backstory. I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. I, I, I thought that you know I, I've talked about it before that I I don't care and I don't want to know and it's more cool if it's a mystery. But if you have to do it, I was like, oh yeah, okay, that's fine. Her parents left her. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, who who shacked up with the emperor? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I know. I, I, what, how did is this midichlorian stuff or is this? I would say it had to magic. I would say it had to be because suppose he created Anakin. So it would just stand to reason that maybe he created somebody else. That's what I would assume. They didn't tell us, but that's what I would assume. <sighs> they didn't tell us. No, they did yep. not. Okay. No, back to you. Back to you. I, okay. Well, on a similar vein, let's go with a uh, five headed shark attack. <clears throat> All right. The sequel. Yes. Uh, well, now I know you noticed I skipped three and four, and here's why: three is not streaming on Prime, and I'm not going to pay to rent that thing. Although Danny Trejo is in that and Rob Van Dam, I still can't justify the rental, so I'm going to wait, hold out for the Prime. Is it really Rob and- Van Dam? That's is it Van Dam's brother. 
No, no, no. Well, it's Rob Van Dam, the wrestler. Oh. That's his, that's his, yeah, Rob Van I was going to say, Dan. at this Mitch... point, they're just trying to get siblings of anybody, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's got, that's a Trejo, uh, yeah, Trejo and Van Dam joint, but Rob Van Dam. Um, so part five, and, and then part, part four, there is no such thing as part four, uh, because, Reasons they don't have a part four. Oh, they just they sl- whatever ahead. The slasher movie part twenty five. It's that kind of thing. Yeah, it's 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 so it's two three five. Uh, okay, so part five is directed by Nico de, de Leon and Jose Montesinos or Montesin something. Um, so this one here is the uh, shark is kind of shaped like a starfish. Uh oh, here and, we go. Yeah, and so the 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 ass end of it, the fin. Actually, is another shark mouth. So actually, the front of it is four shark heads, and then the back, the ass end is the that's another shark head. So it can, I mean, it can, it can rail you both ways. Um, <laughs> so, so, so uh, I'm just trying to think of how the digestive system works on this. I know. Is, well, is there I'm just an it. asshole right in the middle, or is the back end? Uh, 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 it's probably kind of like the South Park episode where they are able to shit out their mouths. I was going to say, oh, that. okay. I was going to say maybe it's a, wow, what the hell was that movie where they sewed asses to mouths? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, centipede, human centipede. Yeah, it's that kind of situation. Huh. Well, anyway, yeah. so the meat of the story here. <laughs> Oh, I think um, we struck on something far more interesting than anything that's oh, going to come next. Uh, yeah, it, Puerto Rico. And again, once again, the location was great. The cinematography, it's obviously shot on video, but I'm like, it's like legit good cinematography. Uh, the CGI shark, again, was bad, but totally watchable. Uh, lots of the shark flying through the air and, you know, the drill. Ripping CGI people in half and... And, fake you know, to, buckets of blood. To be fair, uh, two plus three is five. And I'm sure that in each of these movies, they had a baby that lived somewhere. Yeah. That's the end. That's the way you end all of them. Yeah. And then there's always a, a very like a sentence of some character explaining why they're at, where, why they are, where they are and why there is a five headed shark. It's, it's usually just like one sentence. Like, Oh yeah, there's a, there was a government lab on the other side of the island. D- done. Yep. That's it. That's all you need to know. <laughs> um, Still more explaining than Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, because I'm like, okay, I, under- I understand this movie. <laughs> um, it, uh, yeah, it eats a lot. Um, good looking people. Um, yeah, that's uh, Five-Headed Shark Attack. I gave that two and a half as well, which oh, I feel bad doing that but again i i everything circles back to starfish <laughs> i understand i do the horrorthon every year <laughs> uh-huh okay five-headed now back to you okay let's talk about another high big budget sci-fi production mortal engines in a post-apocalyptic world where cities ride on wheels and consume each other to survive two people meet in london and try to stop a conspiracy Written by Fran Walsh, uh, Philippa Boyens, and this is produced by uh, Peter Jackson. This is a big Peter Jackson, a very Peter Jackson-y looking affair. Directed by Christian Rivers, who you might know from his... Let's see here, what has he done? Director of Mortal Engines! 
Oh. And a couple of short films. A lot of stuff in art department on all Peter Jackson stuff. Uh, yeah, so, I, I mean, the first half an hour of this movie, I was like, hmm, we might have a Speed Racer kind of situation going on here where, uh, you know, the Wachowskis made that movie and, and it wasn't very well received, and but I love it, and, hmm, great special effects, weird concept, but, you know, I'm in. And then the rest of the movie happened. Two hours and eight minutes. Just, <sighs> just shit. Oh, it's so, sh- oh, just talking and talking and talking and talk, and then cities on wheels for reasons and what? It- no, thank you. <laughs> this was it steampunkish. Is that? Yep. Were they going for? Yeah, okay. they're going for steampunkish, but no, 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 no. Give me, give me a, uh, give me Maze Runner all day over this. I mean, that's my kind of YA. This, no, God, no. Oh. I look forward to your review uh, when you watch it with your wife at some point. It's on Amazon Prime, so uh, uh, let me know what you think. There's lots of special effects. You might like it. I, I could not pay attention. This was a phone game movie for me. Was, uh-huh. Oh, I'm too committed now because it starts off with a great action scene. and Oh, you watch the trailer? That's all the action in the movie, pretty much, in my opinion. I, at the end, there was some, but oh, I didn't care. I was at Gears and Steampunk and Steam and... <laughs> I, uh, no, I go watch a steampunk anime. That's captures it better in my opinion. Lots of, again, green screen. Uh-huh. No, thank you. No. Uh, is there anything that could have fixed the movie other than just more action in the middle and just shorter runtime? Maybe, but there's a lot of broken in this too much mm. broken in my opinion. Back to you. Okay. <laughs> Six headed shark attack. Now the math does not add up on this one. Yeah, well, okay, so six-headed shark attack. Now two of the heads actually are used as arms so they can walk on land. So now we've got a land shark. No, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. The reason that sharks can't come on land isn't because they don't have arms. It's because <laughs> well, they can't but, breathe air. <laughs> but in the in the alternate reality fake news of Asylum, that's that's why, I guess. In the multi-headed shark cinematic universe. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And once again, there's some sort of a secret lab on the other side of the island that someone wants to get to, and they, the end. That's why there is a six-headed shark. This one here is about uh, marriage counseling on some island with the absolute worst counselor you could possibly ever imagine, which um, Brandon Arette. And I'm like, um, like, oh, he's 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 in a couple other movies that I'm gonna be reviewing. Oh no! <laughs> oh, he's a yeah, he's a staple. He's a staple in the asylum canon. Um, but um, they do they do stunts together, like they're, they're team building, lots of arguing. <laughs> this one is definitely a step down, and not only in the acting, which is I can't believe I'm even saying that, but the CGI was like, whoa, this is way worse than the 2012. Two-headed shark attack, and I'm like, so maybe it's Mar- Mark Atkins. He was the director. Maybe Mark Atkins. I don't know what he was thinking with this one, but was six-headed shark. Okay, <laughs> let's see what else um, he's directed. Um, oh, it's hilarious! Just click on his name. Okay, it's great. <laughs> Night Orchid, Evil Eyes, Alan Quartermain, The Temple of Skulls, 
Merlin and the War of the Dra- That's all sci-fi fantasy. Uh, yeah. Princess of Mars. Of- I watched that movie. Wait, what? Princess of Mars. I watched that movie. Yep. I'm not sure if you're on the same one. Oh, I guarantee you I am. It was a asylum-y type take. Oh, okay. On- Mark? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I watched this uh, with uh, Antonio Sabato Jr. and Tracy Lords. <laughs> Uh, yes, this is a, this was a take on, uh, Prince of Mars, the, uh, you know what I'm talking about, Prince of Mars, uh, yeah. the, what, what is that? John. The Edgar Rice Burroughs. John John Wick. Carter. Yeah, John, John, John Carter. Wick of Mars. I'd see that movie. <laughs> I would watch that movie. Yeah, I, the John, yeah, but the, what, that, that Tarzan and all those Edgar Rice Burroughs stuff is all, um, uh, Free Reign. It's all. Oh, yes. So you, anybody can adapt it without. Okay. What, what's that called? Public domain. Uh, it's all public, public domain. domain. Yeah. Yep. That's why I watched it. I suffered through it. <laughs> Sorry. Go on. Six. Well, there's a lot of um, yeah people trying to put on uh, wetsuits to you know to scuba dive or whatever. Oh, this one here it only got two stars. There was a step down. Um, yeah. Let's see what else. I, I mean, this guy has made his bones making ripoff movies. This is all shit oh, I know. that you make to fool the people at the video rental store. The Terminators. Yep. Uh, Dragon yep. Quest. 2012 Supernova. Oh, Battle of Los Angeles. Jack the Giant oh, Killer. I mean, ah. Oh, oh, I love the, the title. Uh, I should watch this sometime. Um, In the Name of Ben I was Hur. just going to say, In the Name of Ben <laughs> Jurassic oh. School. <laughs> and then finally, after 20... Oh, no, no. After... 45 credits, we get to Six-Headed Shark Attack. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Monster Island is another one that's on Amazon Prime that I haven't got to it yet. That so. could be another one that is... No, it's not. Never mind. Oh, that looks kind of cool. Oh, Eric Roberts. Well, you know, you're in high quality there. Oh, I know. He was in it's... The Dark Knight. <laughs> yep, this is... These are things that exist. Oh, I'm not done yet. Back to you. Okay, neither am I. Number six for me is a movie that you, I believe you said you liked, and I watched and I didn't much care for it, and I figured, ah, maybe I should give that one another chance. <laughs> oh, no, no. No, no. This movie is shit, and that is Uh-oh. Solomon Kane. Solomon Kane. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I liked it? I recall you liking that movie. I could be wrong, but that's... Wasn't that one that was like, the studio held it back for a couple of years or something, or it got an awful release or something? Yeah, and I think you liked it, and... Oh, boring! Just <laughs> a little bit of action up front, a little bit of action at the end, just talking in the middle, just talking. Ugh. Back to you. Um, Hold on here... Um... Seven-headed shark attack. Oh. Uh, no, 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 no. Planet of the Sharks. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> um, starring... <clears throat> I mean, shit's so bad that even Netflix won't pay for it, but you got it on Amazon Prime. Oh, I meant... Um, <laughs> starring Brandon Orette, and oh. directed by Mark, Mark Atkins, oh, no, once again. No. <laughs> uh, in the near future, glacial melting has covered 98% of Earth's landmass. Sharks have flourished and now dominant, dominate the planet, operating as one massive school led by a mutated alpha shark. Um, it's, it's basically, it's Waterworld, Mad Max, but... With sharks. Like, 
with sharks and shot like it's uh, it's it's bad. It's this is bad. Uh, a lot of running around and yelling at each other, and then and then this one here actually has a lot of talking in warehouses about how they are going to launch a rocket that's going to explode and do something to the polar caps to make so that things happen so that the water is, water goes down. And so lots of, how are we going to do this? Meanwhile, CGI sharks every now and then. And in, in typical Mark Atkins fashion, the CGI sharks are sketchy at best. He needs to step up his game with these asylum movies. <laughs> Um, hey, I've bitched about boring and just talking and chit-chatting uh, on a couple of movies here, and I stand by that. But you throw in a warehouse, that's an extra three points subtracted. Because uh, <laughs> we both What know. is it about warehouses that just <laughs> pisses us off? Because we've driven down the road so many times and gone, you think we could sneak in there and shoot a movie in there? Because it's like apocalyptic. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, because yeah. that's what they're trying to get go for is apocalyptic. Oh, there's a... They, they end up at one little, like, and everything's on the water, which, you know, some of it, I'm like, oh, you know, it's kind of impressive that they have a little bit of a set here on the water, but, ah, oh, just the way the people dress, I'm like, this was cool maybe back when Waterworld came out. Maybe. Yeah, but now, Waterworld wasn't even cool when it came out. Uh, most people hated that movie. There was only a couple of yeah. us that dug it. Yeah, well, this is that, but shooting on a budget of $50,000 probably. However... Again, I was way more entertained by this than <laughs> well, the, Starfish. Well, you have ridden out Starfish on four oh, yeah. movies this whole and week. <laughs> seven days worth of just trying to recu- recuperate from that. But there you go. Uh, Planet of the Sharks. If there's anything else you need to know about Planet of the Sharks, just please let me know. I, no, I'm good. I would be more than happy to. Again, of these so far, Two-Headed was the best because that fully embraced in our rating. The rest of these, like, come on. You gotta give me a little nudity. You gotta give me a... Yeah, but you know. that's what—that's why Asylum sucks so bad, is they don't. You might get a little bit of CGI gore, or a fake head rolling down a staircase or something, but not enough gore that you're like, ooh, sweet. Or, I know. And, and the nudity is always flirted with. There's a, some yeah. chick in a bikini top, or she takes her top off, but she's covering up, and she turns her back to the... Can- yeah, it's... it's it's right there, but it's never. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. And I gotta say, the covers for these movies are, as you can, as you will agree, way better than anything in the movie. They're always awesome. The covers are so awesome for these movies. Well, I yeah, yeah, yeah. awesome they're, might be a stretch, but uh, pretty good. I'm looking at Monster Island right now. It looks, it's like an alien uh, blowing a laser out of its mouth and blowing up a tropical dinosaur. It looks pretty sweet. <laughs> And I guarantee it's not going to be in the movie. No, not at all. If it is, it's for one second. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, back to you. Okay, I'm going to do a quick double header because my next one I want to spend a little more time on. And these are movies that I have reviewed already on the show. And I <clears throat> will put it to you. Uh, I'm sure that I, I bet you'll agree with me, but uh, I want two points. I watched two movies here. I would like a point for each, but I would I want to be honest about the run times. The one was just over an hour. And, but the other one is two hours. So I figured mm. between the two, I figure it should split the difference They're because they're both based on the same stuff. It's Halo Legends and Halo Fall of Reach. Halo Legends was a bunch of short films. It was an anthology film. And then Halo Fall of Reach, uh, <clears throat> was another, an animated film unto itself. But between the two, I watched three hours of Halo shit. 
that I've already talked about before. So I figured that was fair enough. Uh, and, you know, Halo Legends, I quite enjoyed. Again, Fall of Reach, a little less this time. Because, uh, again, it got a little chatty in the middle. Uh, but we'll see. I also was on vacation. And, you know, when you're sitting near a beach and having some bevs and it's 4 o'clock in the morning, and you know, I was like, yeah, let's mosey on with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I enjoyed both. Back to you. Okay. The last of the, um, asylum, well, no, this isn't even asylum, uh, for, for this episode. Piranaconda. How <clears throat> am I supposed to even spell this shit? Uh, Jim Wynorski directed this from 19, from 2012, starring Michael Madsen and Rachel Hunter. And of all the movies that I just reviewed, other than, oh, I hated Starfish. I, I hated that. Uh, Piranaconda gets a zero. That was, Awful. Like, the, like, I don't know where the quality, uh, this, this makes the Asylum movies seem, this is an Asylum, by the way. This makes the Asylum movies, like, legit productions. This was awful. I'm like, did you use mini DV to, to, to film this? It's so bad that, like, at least in the shark movies I've been watching, like, you see a CGI person getting ripped in half and there's whatever. Here, when this Piranaconda thing kills someone, they just make so that the screen is red. Like, that's their way of showing that it's gory is all of a sudden, quick, like, red hits the screen. Red CGI hits the screen. This was so bad. Oh, oh, talking and exploring and, oh, bad, bad CGI. Awful CGI. We're talking like this is like before CGI even existed. Bad CGI. That's how bad CGI this is. This is like I could do this on a Commodore sixty four. It was. Oh. <laughs> I would actually like to see you make a Piranha Conda movie on Commodore sixty four. <laughs> oh, and Michael Madsen. I'm like, oh, I can just tell he's collecting his thousand dollar paycheck. Oh, it's got to oh. be more than that. He's like, Here, here's uh, here's the child support for the next month. Yeah. But you can just tell he's embarrassed. So awful. I hated... Oh, and 90 minutes that felt like four hours of just bad pacing and an egg. Something about an egg. And it was terrible. This was... I honestly don't know if I could... If I would... I think I would rather sit through um, Jizzing in the Sky versus (laughs) Piranaconda. I really think that I would rather sit through now, that. Now, wait a this. minute. Now you're getting out of control. Uh, there was a lot of walking around with their hands up with their phones and microphones and shit. Yeah, but this one here, the quality, and this is 2012, the quality was so bad. But couldn't you at least Mystery Science Theater that? Because nothing happens in the sky. Yeah, movie. that's true. Yeah, things happen in this, but bad things. Bad, oh, not not good bad, just bad bad. Oh, I loathe this movie. I've sat through some... I've I've spent parts of my life this past week that... Things that I'll never get back. I, I'm... This, I love it. I lo- Welcome to the horror for me, sir. Uh-huh. Because you're watching yeah. every bit of shitty movies as I watch during the horror I, I love it. And I actually thought about that. I'm like, this is kind of like you in the horror Yeah, it is. I go, what's the shortest runtime? Play. Uh-huh. Fuck it. It's, it's short. Because <laughs> I'm even... In, I'm doing the math in my head. And I'm like, okay, so it says 85 minutes, which means five minutes of end credits. Uh-huh. So 80 minutes. I'm like... Good. I'm in. Yep. <laughs> Play. That's what I do. Ugh. Yeah, I, I feel no pity. I love this. Oh, we're going to do this every year. This is great. 
Uh, the, the cool thing, though, is that at least for the two-headed shark attack, I'm like, that one there, I legitimately am like, that was kind of fun. Yeah. I kind of enjoyed that. But uh, <laughs> that's what happens when you, you watch a starfish, though. You you go to that. Yes. I, I go to the barbarians and sorcerer mm-hmm. queens and whatnot. And not bad. Not bad. You know. Yeah. You curl up in a little fetal position and just like uh, help, please. Anything. Anything. Asylum. Uh, fine. Fine. B- baby food. Feed me asylum. <laughs> so abused. We're so abused. <laughs> uh-huh. okay, okay. Are you done? Um, uh, one more. Oh, wait, you only have one more? Mm-hmm, yes. Oh, we're going to be here a minute. Uh, okay, uh, I'll, tr- I'll, do a, uh, I'll do a few here to get them off the list so that we kind of even out. Uh, this one I did want to spend a minute, extra minute talking about. I hesitated pushing play on it because of the three-hour runtime, but I was like, man, I've got the Blu-ray on my shelf, I've got the Voodoo code, I haven't seen it since the theater. It's been a shitty week if on the... Twitter front, on the news front, I'm not going to get into it, all the politics, but if you've glanced at any of that, it was like, just fucking awful this week. Uh, Oh, I just want to scream at all the people sharing all these Republican pages on my, oh, just, that's, you know what, thank you, ban, block, 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 thank you for giving more more pages to block, but, uh, yep. I need and it's something that's a bit of an escape. And I have not seen this since the theater, so I didn't remember all of the themes of the movie. And I got to tell you, sir, I'm so glad I watched this this week. And you absolutely need to do it. I know it's three hours, but Cloud Atlas just mm, there we go. Nice lifted me this week in a way that I so desperately needed. If you haven't seen it in a while, you need to check it out this month. It will wash away all of the politic world oh it just felt so good um three hours just flew by flew by the editing in this film is uh it put cloud atlas on the mount rushmore of editing unbelievable absolutely unbelievable i can't imagine what it took to put that all together cutting between four or five different timelines at the same time, maintaining a single story mode, uh, story mode, story containing a, how do I even explain this shit? Well, they said the movie was unfilmable from the book, so explaining it is damn near impossible, but maintaining a through line between those timelines, it's just nuts. I'm, and then credits roll, and I go, oh yeah, the Wachowski's got Tom, I don't know how to say his name, Tykwer, to do a third of the movie. And I'm so glad they did. It That is exactly what it needed. It couldn't be a pure Wachowski thing. It needed a little bit of his flavor. And his he's so underrated, man. He's so damn underrated. And they've been showing Perfume, Story of a Murderer, on Pluto TV. Mm, great movie. I haven't sat and watched the whole thing because it's just like cable so I'm only catching like little bits of it but I just pop in for a little bit and watch 10 minutes of it and that's the feel with Cloud Atlas at times too you can tell which parts are his because it has that that feel man he just he is so good this film is so well made it's not a perfect film and there are some things that are sketchy problematic as far as you got white people playing Koreans and then later you have Koreans playing Mm. white people and I know it's not the you know it's kind of frowned on uh but i think 
in this case, you just need to kind of overlook some of that stuff and look at the through lines of the of the story they're trying to tell. And I'm not to, I'm I'm not even joking when I tell you it did my heart good this month, this month to watch this fucking movie, and I think you should too. Yeah, because I've been I mean, actually this morning I was ranting to my wife about just this and just how people are happy about how things are going because it's you know bring on the end times you see <laughs> anyway yep yep <sighs> uh, the only thing yeah. i'll say about that is guys nobody's nobody's sad that that dickhead is dead nobody's sad about that but there are ways of handling the shit not like that you don't brag about it on twitter you dumb cunt yeah but that's what we do. Uh, the, yep, the, what... the best joke I made all week was, well, you know, we wouldn't have this problem if Hillary Clinton was president. The guy would have just committed suicide. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> um, okay, actually, no. Oh, wait, I want to do, you... sorry, I wanted to do a couple to knock out a couple to, uh, since you're almost done. Okay. Uh, Iron Man 3, since we're going through the MCU again, that was next oh, in line. Okay. Uh, again? Not bad. I still think it's the least of the Iron Mans, but I'm now, I'm okay with it. Still has a lot of issues and a lot of dumb shit and does not deserve the praise that it gets, but uh, okay. Uh, and next, uh, uh, Aliens of the Deep. Uh, James Cameron goes down to the bottom of the ocean to look at crazy shit. Documentary on Disney+. Plus. We talked about it and said it, you, you said it was yep. okay. It counts. Uh, yep. Awesome. I... It should be watched on the biggest screen possible. You can just tell, even on my 50-inch, I can tell when he shot this shit in, like, IMAX or 70 or something big, and my 50 ain't cutting it. Uh, so that's my only But it was still interesting? Oh, it was uh, totally fascinating. Cool. Now, I actually, I said I have one more, but I, there was another one that was an hour and five minutes, and after I hit play, I'm like, oh, it's, and I'm like, I'm going to just watch it. So, but it's a science fiction movie, so, I mean, it's an hour and five minutes. It's up to you. Uh, well, uh, tell me what it is. It's called uh, Wasp Woman. <laughs> is that an old thing? Oh, yes. Uh, I think Roger Corman. Yeah. Nice. Yep, that's the one. From 1959. So, yeah, hour and three minutes. I mean, so we're, it's an hour. I'll tell you what. I mean, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll allow it as long as you watch something else that's long. Oh, I did. I called Piranaconda. That was five no, hours. No, no, no. I mean, legitimately, <laughs> something that's over two, two and a half. Uh, something that's yeah. two and a half. You watch a sci-fi okay. movie, it's two and a half, then I'll allow that. Okay. Fair enough. Well, I'll at least review this Wasp Woman yeah. for now. And Okay, so um, a scientist develops a youth for, formula for a cosmetics queen from jelly taken from queen wasps, failing to anticipate the typical horrible side effects. That's the movie. I mean, it's a couple rooms... Which is the boardroom with the lady that's getting a little bit older, and she's not the face of the company anymore because she's getting older. But then Wasp, Wasp come makes her get young or something, and then her then they put a Wasp mask on her head because she's a Wasp woman, <laughs> um, and then they kill her. I think did they kill her? I think yeah. And then roll credits. I, I it's nothing. I, I mean it's harmless. It was. It was okay, but it's, you know, kind of one of those, hey, what are you talking about here? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that, it's that type of thing. And, you know, like all the women have like really pointy tits in it. You know, yeah. like the, well, the bra yeah. technology had not come along in 1959. Yes. Sir. But uh, uh, just the cover, I'm like, that should be a great 
Well, not great. That should be a fun mystery science movie, but there's just a lot of talking about serums and things (laughs) to make you. (laughs) You made me snort. Uh, A lot of talk about serums. Oh, that might be the title of the episode this week. Uh, but yeah. Anyways. So, I mean, it, she gets her wish, but uh, unfortunately it makes her have to wear a, a big wasp head mask thing for about ten minutes of the movie. Hey. Okay. Yep. Once again, it's, it's, it's sci-fi month, just like you used to say, oh, it's horror month. No, yeah, we're watching it's, this shit. For me, it's, it's sci-fi month. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'll come then back to that one. movie, and uh, since it's an hour and three minutes, I'll wait to watch it till next October. Yeah. <laughs> Since it's both. Okay, let's talk about Capsule from 2015. This is on Canopy. After years of flying fighter pilots and five years as a test pilot, Guy is now, on December 4th, 1959, on a secret British space capsule, orbiting Earth trying to re-enter, but things start going wrong. Can he, despite the Cold War, get back to Earth safely? And this was an hour and a half long. And this, this, uh, uh oh, this was my fucking starfish. (laughs) It's my chocolate starfish is what it was. Uh (laughs) Uh, Cause this movie bent me over and had me right in the rusty sheriff's badge. That's, that's (laughs) cute as fuck. I mean, the whole time you were talking about starfish, I was like, oh boy. Oh, buckle up. <laughs> You've got your own, huh? Because has at least your bitch wandered around through a town that was empty. My guy mm-hmm. was in a capsule talking to a guy on a radio for 90 <laughs> minutes. Oh, I'm sorry. For 87 minutes. Because then at uh-huh. some point he lands, but it's Russia. And then some twist of secret things. and Awful! <laughs> Awful! <laughs> oh, let's look at the awards that this thing has won. <clears throat> because it's won awards, I think. Ugh. Oh, oh! I mean, users are giving it eight and nine stars. No, 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 no. Oh. There's a big cat. I mean, there's a lot of people in the movie, isn't there? No, there's one guy. It's one guy in a capsule talking to somebody, and he goes, "Oh, I think I blacked out for a little bit. Did I black out for a little bit?" And they're like, "I don't know. Maybe, maybe we're we're checking into it." Yeah, you were a little quiet for about two minutes, maybe three. I think it was a little longer than that. Mm, eh, I don't know about that. Why don't you push the button to do the thing? Okay, push the button. Fire starts. Oh no! What's gonna happen? Oh no! Pass out. Wake up. Did I pass out? Oh, did I pass? I uh, I pushed the button. Oh, it doesn't seem like anything went wrong down here. Well, all my computers are dead. Oh, it seems like they're working down here. On and on and on and on. And <laughs> just one dude and not even in a room. He's in a capsule. Did he get out a cassette player and play some, oh. some really cool hip cassette tape uh, music I, from... No, he just kept asking for his wife. Can I talk to my wife? Can I talk to my wife? Well, eh, we'll try maybe later. Just bullshit chit chat like that. Like, eh, how are you doing? Mm. Oh, I'm bored listening to this. Oh, I, it's I, awful. <laughs> I, and I think it won. I'm serious. I'm trying to find here. I can't. I think it won awards. You know, independent film. Uh huh. It's on Canopy. It looks great. 
No, avoid like the plague. Uh, let's see. No tomato meter available. 71% audience score. Mm-mm. Nope. Mm-mm. Oh, fuck this movie. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I know you're low budget and you're trying to make a thing. This was a short film at best. A short film at best. Come on. And that's same with my movie. That was a short film. <sighs> well, even then, I would have not liked the story. But anyway. <laughs> I th- you could do 30 minutes of this. But you had a guy trapped in there. At the last 10 minutes was on Earth and, and explaining what happened. And then at the end, there's a bunch of texts that implies this is a true story. And it was a real conspiracy that the U.S. crashed a, a satellite into a... British or Russian capsule to sabotage so we could win. I don't care! Oh, it was so boring! Make a documentary if you're gonna do that. This was... Oh, I, I, maybe it was true. I don't know. Oh, bore, next, you. Okay, so speaking of outer spacey stuff, Apollo 11, an actual documentary. This is uh, 2019, and uh, it's great. It's it's literally there's no uh, there's no narration. It is literally the uh, hours leading up to the launch of Apollo 11, to its launch, to its orbit, to its landing on the moon, to its takeoff from the moon, back to Earth and landing and astronauts safe. All footage from back then, from the 60s, all pieced together to make a movie, like a narrate, like. This is exactly how it was. It is incredible. Uh, I guess they found, the directors found new, well, old, but new footage that they pieced, they pieced together into this to make it flow. It flows so good. Like, it's not one that is, like, I can't see myself watching it for a while, uh, again, just because it's so matter of factly scientific. It's not like you're getting tidbits of, like, Here's how the astronauts felt, and here's how, you know, there's no dialogue. There's no, t- it's just, you're just watching what happened and how it went down and all that stuff, which is amazing. But I, I don't want to say it felt cold, but it literally, the movie does feel a bit cold because of that, because there's really no music. It's just presenting, this is how it was for an hour and 33 minutes. And it was, it was impressive. It is a very um, technically, Incredible achievement, but it's not one that has tons of replay value, but it's really, really good. I highly recommend you check this out. I think that you would be really fascinated by how it was made and just how it, it's cool. It's like, okay, well, that's how it was. That's pretty much a truncated version of Apollo 11's mission. Cool. I'll definitely check that out. Okay. Last one for me. Uh, I've got about 20 minutes left. This is another thing that's over three hours, but I've got about 15, 20 minutes left and I'll be watching that here today. So whatever, I'm going to review it. <clears throat> that is Ghost in the Shell, standalone complex, uh, second gig. This is set two years after the events of the first season, explores the political and social ramifications of the two world wars that took place prior to the events of the series. Uh, and at the time of the Third and the Fourth World Wars, about three million Asians became refugees and were invited into Japan as a source of cheap labor. The invited refugees, uh, yeah, da, 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 became unemployed in the post-war period, and their social unrest borders on war. And I like everything else in this world that's ghost in the shell. I'm totally digging it. Uh, I rented it on Hoop- Hoopla. 
which it appears they truncated it down into movie form, all of the, which, yeah, a whole season of the show comes down to three hours. That's what happens with anime. I've talked about it before. You take off the beginning, you take off the ending, you take off the coming next episode, and and the op- intro music, you take all that shit out and, and put it in, you know, the episode is ten minutes. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, an entire season they've got down to three hours. And I like all things Ghost in the Shell. This is pretty sweet. It's not nearly as good as Season 1. Season 1 was outstanding, and I have that one on DVD. Uh, But Season 2 is... It's good, and I totally dig it. It just... Man, Season 1 kind of blew me away. Uh, And then after that, there is a film that's based on the TV show version. Uh, It's uh, Solid State Society. i got to track that down. And once I do, I will have officially seen all Ghost in the Shell things. <laughs> oh, cool. Which, it's about damn time. Uh, anyway, it definitely counts as science fiction. I mean, there's robots and cyborgs, and it's in the future. It's I, I didn't even need to look it up. That's totally sci-fi. But that's it for me. Was Apollo 11 the last one for you? Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, I, somewhere in there you uh, include uh, Sweetheart, the roulette. Okay, I'll put that there at the end. Okay, that brings the score for the first round of the Horathon to 13 to 10 me. I wonder, I, I don't think that I'm going to be able to reach the heights of my Horathon because this is science fiction, but it is fun to do, change it up like this. Yeah, but if you could start aiming for more uh, stuff that is sci fi and horror, because there are tons of stuff that are that, and you haven't even started. You haven't even touched any of it. I know, I know. You could do the whole Alien series. You know, I've been wallowing in yeah. asylum filth. Yeah, I, I do the same feces wade that you do in October. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, peeps, future Eric here with a quick edit. We got TJ doing our January Sci-Fi-a-thon along with us, so I got an update from him I want to drop in here, and we can see what he's been watching. Sorry we haven't been able to have any of our regular guests on, uh, our schedules have been completely insane for work and all kinds of other family bullshit. Uh, that's just what you're going to get when <laughs> the other guys don't have kids. We do, as you heard from the beginning of the show. It takes up a lot of time. So, uh, hey, at least we can get a, a dropped message and see what they're up to. Enjoy. Hey, fellow movie freaks, what's up? This is TJ. I am checking in to talk to you guys about Sci-Fi-a-thon 2020. It's great and all that we have Horror-a-thon in October because I'm a horror nerd. But, you know, um, I love the sci-fi just as much as I do the horror. So when Eric and Eugene... Were you know started talking about sci-fi? I thought I had actually kind of planned on doing one this year anyway, and uh, so I was like, "Hey, this is a good time. I'm gonna do mine at the same time as them, and maybe I can you know jump in a little bit and uh, talk about what I've I've been watching." So I'm having a blast with this so far, and uh, I hope you guys are playing along at home because sci-fi to me is a really fun genre. It's very diverse. It's much like horror where you have, you can have elements of all the other genres and and they flow seamlessly. Um, So there's a lot of sci-fi out there that I haven't seen and 
there's a lot of favorites of mine that I wanted to revisit. So I'm going to kick it off. I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to take too long, but I am going to recap a few of my favorites along the way. And I'm going to start right off with the first film that I watched, which was 2019's Pokemon Depec- Detective Pikachu. Now, I'm not really familiar with the Pokemon thing. Don't, it was a little after my time, but um, I had a blast with it. Uh, it was fun. It was uh, it was quite well done, actually, overall. Um, even though I'm not that familiar with it, I didn't have any trouble following the story. Um, and it was it was enjoyable. I gave it uh, three and a half out of five stars. Up next, for that one, my second film that I watched was a childhood favorite of mine from 1986 called Flight of the Navigator, which I have not seen since I was a kid. Still holds up pretty well, but it doesn't quite keep the same charm. Uh, you know, some of that's one of those things that ages, but I had completely forgotten that uh, Sarah Jessica Parker was in this. Out of all people, it was kind of random. Uh, she was the twisted sister girl, uh, orderly lady, nurse, intern thing. Um, anyway, so I give that three out of five stars, which... You know, like I said, it's still a lot of fun. It's on Disney Plus. If you got it, watch it. It's been restored in glorious HD, which is something pretty badass about Disney Plus. Uh, now, I started. There was a film called um, Nemesis that came out that was supposed to be a sequel to Cyborg, uh, which was directed by the same guy, uh, Alex Poyan, and um, the first Nemesis is all right. It's not great, but I picked up a three-pack of two, three, and four, and I decided this was a great time to throw this in. Ah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Nemesis 2 Nebula from 1995. I gave it one and a half out of five stars. Um, There's a lot of running in this, and I'll just keep it at that. It is kind of entertaining in that weird, like, made-for-TV movie type way. Um, So, yeah. Uh, Up next... My fourth film from 1982, The Forbidden World. Um, This was actually a decent little, you know, horror sci-fi. It's a lower budget kind of, I don't know, almost like an Aliens type ripoff, I guess. Uh, But it's, it's, it's not bad. It's watchable, you know, for what it is. It's, it's kind of that. Uh, Joe Bob Briggs Monster Vision type thing you, that you can enjoy. I gave it uh, four out of ten, uh, four at uh, two out of five stars. It's uh, not great, but watchable. So I watched after that. I watched from 1996 Nemesis Three Time Lapse. Now all these Nemesis movies appear to be filmed at the same time. They're pretty much uh, three was pretty much more of the same as part two. And I gave it one and a half out of five stars. Uh, up next, my sixth film was a film called Starship Troopers 3 Marauders from 2008. Um, I love the first Starship Troopers. Um, I've seen the second one, but I don't really remember much about that. And I picked this up for like 99 cents. So I was like, what the hell? You know, sci-fi thon. Let's throw this on. Um, I give it. Two and a half out of five stars. It's not great, but it's it's definitely watchable. The effects are pretty good. Um, up next, the sixth film from 1982 was Tron. Now, I haven't seen Tron since I was a kid, and 
yeah, this movie still kicks ass. It's still a lot of fun, and uh, bless Disney for the restorations, I guess, because it looks glorious. I give it four out of five stars. Now, this one I want to talk about for just a second. This is the seventh film that I watched, and that is from 2019, is Ad Astra. Um, great film. Absolutely gorgeous. And Eric and I were talking, and, and he kind of nailed it on the head that this kind of, in a lot of ways, is like a spiritual successor to 2001 A Space Odyssey. Um it's it's got that feel to it, you know. There's a little bit of action, but it's really more of like a a drama set in space. And uh, Brad Pitt is awesome in this. Um, you know, it's just it's a good film. It really is. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones is great. It's it's uh, it's slow moving, but it's one of those films. Even though it's slow moving, it never um, my attention was never taken away from it. I give Ad Astra four out of five stars. Up next, from 1986, Hands of Steel. This was the exact opposite of Ad Astra. This was awful, but it was awful in a kind of enjoyable sort of way. Like, it's it's not good. It's just everything about it is so bad. It's like they had an idea and then just filmed it and never flashed it out. But it's kind of what makes it enjoyable in that mystery science theater sort of way. So I give it one and a half out of five stars. Uh, number nine is from 2018, a film called Freaks. Now, this is, frankly, the best X-Men movie that I have seen in a long time. And that's I'm just going to leave it at that. But it's basically an X-Men movie. Uh, I give it three out of five stars. Um, it's great performances. And uh, it's very contained. But, you know, that's it, it works. Uh, after that is a film called Creature from 1985. Um, this was rather good. It's like a weird cross between aliens and life force. But more of that life force, low budgety feel. But kind of that aliens thing going on as well, too. Um, I give that three out of five stars. After that, I watched a film that I have been meaning to watch forever, but just never got around to. And that's 2005's Aeon Flux. Not as bad as everybody said it was. I enjoyed it. I give it a, I give it a five, uh, two and a half out of five. So it's kind of that middle of the road, enjoyable, not great, not awful. Uh, the the next film was 2013: The World's End, which is part of the Canelo trilogy by Edgar Wright, which is Simon Penn and Nick Frost. Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. It's uh, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and End of the World. The World's End, I mean. Uh, I didn't like The World's End the first time I watched it. I was really disappointed, especially after how awesome Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead was. I think my expectations were really, really way too high. Uh, but I will say I did enjoy this a lot more this time around, and... Uh, it's it's not as good as those previously two mentioned films, but it's still pretty solid. I give it uh, three out of five stars. Up next was a movie from 2019 called Ellipse. A guy and his dog stranded on a planet. Uh, it's it's it, it looks good. It's got some good ideas, but it just never really works. And I give it two out of five. Stars and two out of five is probably pretty generous. 
Um, after that, I watched 2014's Edge of Tomorrow, which I've only seen once and just recently because of my self-imposed Tom Cruise ban. Edge of Tomorrow is a good flick. Uh, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> I enjoyed the hell of it. Looks beautiful. It's a cool concept. The effects are badass. I give it a four out of five stars. From 1989, a Roger Corman film. We're getting into Corman territory now. A film that I've heard about but never seen called The Terror Within. Um, again, not a good movie but watchable. It has some moments and some cool gore, but it's it's not really good. <laughs> I give that two out of five stars. After that, from 2013, a film called Scavengers. Uh, it... I don't know what the hell was going... I've never been so confused watching a movie as I was this one. Like, I kind of get what they were going for, but it never really took place. There's things happening, and then there's other things happening, and it's going back and forth, and I'm not even sure who is who. And, yeah, it's so... I, it was ambitious, I'll give it that. I give it one and a half out of five stars. So... The last three films that I have watched during my sci-fi-a-thon were uh, films that I've been meaning to revisit for a really long time. Or not revisit, but I've only seen two out of the five films in the original uh, series. And that's the Planet of the Apes movies. I bought the Restored, I think it was the 40th or 50th anniversary box set, whatever it was there. And uh, I've kind of been holding off for the right time, and this seemed like the right time. So I started it with 1968's Planet of the Apes. Uh, gorgeous film. I really enjoy it. I can understand maybe if you didn't grow up seeing these films, it might not quite hold the same charm. But uh, they, they are a little slower going. There is some action, but it's, it's a good story and the acting is excellent uh, for the most part. So I give... Planet, the original Planet of the Apes, four out of five star, stars. Followed by Beneath the Planet of the Apes from 1970, which I have never seen Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Um, so I was very curious about how this one was going to go. It's enjoyable. It's not quite on the same level as uh, the original Planet of the Apes, but it's interesting enough that it keeps your attention in it and it moves along quick it doesn't dawdle too much um so i give that three out of five stars and last night i watched escape from the planet of the apes which i have seen I, this was the other one out of the five that i've seen and um i was actually surprised at like how much social and political commentary there was in this film which as a kid when i watched it i guess you don't pick up on um, and it's it's a really weird mix of like drama, sci-fi, uh, black comedy, and commentary, and a lot of that stuff. Like I said, I never picked up on as a kid, so it was curious watching it now as an adult to see how all that stuff plays out. Um, while again, not as good as the original, I thought it was pretty solid, and I give it a three out of five. So that's where I am. If my count is correct, I am currently up to twenty films on Sci-Fiathon. 2020, and I am having a blast, and hopefully I will get to check in with you guys before the very end of it to kind of get you, like, that final total of where I am, and uh, 
back to Eugene and Eric. I'm TJ Washburn. Movie freaks. Uh, okay. We're at hour 30. Is there anything that you want to do on Recently Watched? I'm good. But is there anything? Uh, uh, I Yes, I actually want to quick review. Uh, well, I watched two movies in the theater. I'll see if I can get through both of them. If not, I'll just at least review it. one. Uh, Little Women. So this is one that uh, my wife and I, we were like, we are in dire need of a date night because Christmas vacation and kids and sick and... Isn't it amazing how, you, how they just forget how to go back to school too? I, I know. And it's like they have a... They have a living room full of toys, and I'm bored. Oh, oh, oh that I'm bored shit. Oh, that gets you chores immediately. I, I, if you say, oh, the same here. B word chores. Oh, anyway, um, so we needed a date night, <laughs> and so I'm like, you know what? I will watch literally anything in the theater just to get out of the damn house. So if there's anything you want to watch, Joni, have at it. And she's like, Little Women sold. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. And well, I, it's a good storyline, and Greta Gerwig's a great director, so... Yeah. I gotta say, uh, that was a good movie. And yeah. it's weird to think... Like, I was talking to my wife afterwards. I'm like, I see why it's getting all these... I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's up for some Academy Awards. It's weird to... Like, there's not a huge storyline in the movie. Like, it's these four sisters and their lives, and they all kind of have their own little things going on and love interests and... Uh, you know, one's a writer, one's got a crush on the neighbor, one's a bit sickly. Uh, Emma uh, Emma Watson's in this, and she, she's kind of a little bit homely. And it's uh, it's just the dynamic. I, I cannot believe that I actually liked the movie, but I really did. The directing was great. Uh, there are a couple parts where I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm actually getting a little choked up right now. I just it was yeah, it's a good it's a good book, it's a good story. Yeah, but how it how it was wrapped up was. Great. I loved the ending. And I'm, I'm assuming that the ending is the same on all of them, but I really liked how it all came to be. But I could totally see that being up for different awards. I, I mean, it's not going to make my top 10. This is truly not my type of movie, but I really appreciated it for what it was. And it was a good, like I was, even after this movie, I'm like, ah, I'm refreshed. Like, thank God I'm, I'm out of the house for a couple hours dealing with kids and the previous night I had gone to watch the grudge and this actually helped to wash that complete bullshit off of me as well. The grudge. Oh, really? Go, let's, go on. let's talk about the grudge real quick. This is the new grudge that I guess kind of sort of I, is hinted at in the very beginning that this is kind of a sequel to the other ones. Cause they're, it's set in Japan for like all of two minutes to that's how, creepy, long, black-haired lady thing makes its way back to the States. And at that point, we're just going to jump around timelines. Things happen. There's a ghost in the house. Random people come and go, and then they're haunted. John Cho is in this, and he is a great actor. And I'm like, why are you in this? Lin Shea is a great actor. And I'm like, why are you in this? It's so... Oh, it's boring. I mean, just all the all of the scares, a hundred percent of the scares are loud jump scare. There's no dread filled scares at all. It's just talk, 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 talk. Everybody looks glum. It's really serious jump scare, loud jump scare. There's only one effective scene in the movie. And spoiler, just going to spoil it. Lin Shay's death is 
great. That was hilarious. I'm like, you should have doubled down on that craziness and just, that should have been what you did. Because she falls off, she, she's haunted by a ghost, and she walks up the stairs uh, in some asylum, I think, or the hospital, and then she just jumps off, and, like, on the way down, she, like, her head hits a railing, which is already brutal, and then when she lands, it's like, it's like her entire body was a big water balloon, and just... <laughs> explodes and it was great yeah. i'm like why didn't you just do more like i don't know yeah i got you it was awful and i here's my thought is this director made um nicholas pesci uh, anyway i'm not sure uh he made eyes of my mother which i watched and i thought was quite good it's a really really uncomfortable movie but it was very well made black and white actually um I want to say that this movie was taken away from him because the way it was edited was so shitty and it was, like you didn't know what like like I don't know what I'm what timeline I'm watching now and they what, do they, they do mess around with timelines a lot in the original Grinch I know movies, they do though, but those are actually scary this is just like your your Tarantino jumping around shit ain't working for me no oh. But so then, in the very, very, very end, the end credits are actually kind of creepy-ish, I guess. And I'm like, that's like the best part of the whole movie is Lin Shay's death and the end credits. Oh, oh, furious! We were all just pissed walking out of that movie. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. The trailer looked like it might actually live up to the originals, but yeah, yeah. John Cho. There, there's a scene where he's in the shower and a hand comes out of the back of his head. That was, I guess, that was kind of cool, but. I, it was confusing for the sake of being confusing, and it didn't have to be. And he, that wouldn't have fixed the movie because it was so mind-numbingly boring. But well, the, and and like the first two originals are are very confusing as well. But they're so damn scary, you don't care about the confusion. Exactly, stuff. I agree. And, and here, oh, just oh, detectives talking and oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Anything else you want to wrap up? <laughs> Coming soon. Oh, well. <laughs> coming, coming soon for me. Uh, science fiction. Bet your ass. Same here. <laughs> I mean, tons and tons of hopefully good science fiction. Now, um, I have a question. If I play through Alien Resurrection, do I get any points for that? You play not, not re- Resurrection. Uh, isolation. Oh, the, the video game. Oof. I mean, maybe. That's... Probably. Could I get a point point per 90 minutes? Uh, hey, that's movie length. Uh, now you're starting to play my game, and that don't work. Ah, you and your rules. <laughs> you and your... You're, you're always repressing me with your rules. <laughs> uh, hey, if you don't like it, I'm going to go bomb someone in another country and... Oh, don't uh, don't end this way. That's okay. no good. Okay, let's... Well, I'm going to um, cut that out, yeah. Huh? Aw. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's... Uh, coming soon for you. Anything else? <laughs> I, uh... Um, let's see. What's on the? Uh, um, I mean, Mortal I, Engines coming. Oh for no! You I, I, I yeah. oh, actually, there is one that I'm not sure if I'll have you throw it my way on the roulette or not. Um, but it's there's one on Amazon Prime. Here again, I'm going by reviews, and it's like, ooh, this one gets good reviews. What? learned yet that when you get a top 10 set like that where they put starfish number one to delete that website from your existence shit yes um fast color 
is on Amazon Prime, and it's a science fiction movie, and it legit sounds good. It's I guess it's kind of a superhero movie. It's like people coming like coming to terms with their superpowers, and I'm like, that hmm. sounds pretty good. Uh, again, it gets good reviews, but ah. Uh, Fool me once, twice, three times, a hundred times, and me. You'll still get fooled again because we'll it's a horror site. Yeah. yeah. Um, on, oh, and also, um, I didn't review it, but I watched Nightingale. Have you heard of Nightingale? Uh, I don't know. Remind me. Um, it is. Let's just make sure that uh, it's the. <laughs> it's from the director of uh, the Babadook, which I did not like. But this one here is set back in the 1800s. It's about a woman that I guess is raped by some soldiers, and then she gets all revengey. So I've, it was on uh, Chris Duckman's top ten best of the year, and uh, I talked to our buddy Steve, and that's in his top ten yeah, as well. Yeah, but so. he loved the Babadook. I hated the Babadook. So, so did I. Um, but hey, there's mercifully no young, little eight-year-old... British kids screaming at the top of their lungs for two hours, I'm assuming. Unless there is, and I don't know about it yet. <laughs> <laughs> Never know. Yep. Never know. Um, anyway, then the Ice Sharks is on the list, and... Oh, you're still not done with the shark shit. Uh, Boy, the starfish. Starfish really threw you to the bottom of the ocean. Oh, yeah, I just give me mindless junk, because this this highbrow, wannabe highbrow shit, it, it, it doesn't work for Eugene. The starfish dragged you down to the bottom of the abyss, and yeah. you're just... You're just double shark heading your way back to the surface. Oh, it was great when those two, when the two shark heads kind of bobbled up the, up the little dirt trail. I'm like, now that, that's something. <laughs> that's something. Yep. Yeah, it is. It's <sighs> still a lot of talk about serums. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll uh, see you next week. All right, see ya. Bye. for listening. Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash moviefreakspod on Twitter at moviefreakspod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.